Good morning, my friends. This is OKP number 16. There is a, there's an old, or at least very popular and well-respected Buddhist analogy that is commonly spoken of. And it's said that the Buddha, when he would be talking to his students, his practitioners, he would tell them that inside each one of us there is a wellspring. And a wellspring, uh, I'm not sure what the exact scientific definition of it would be, but the Buddha describes a wellspring as a body of water where there's no rain, there's no runoff from the mountains, but there is a wellspring at the bottom of the body of water and that water is what creates the lake it flows naturally from the earth below and fills that lake with with water and so the buddha uses this analogy for buddhist teachings the dharma and says that through the practice of meditation what we're doing is we're cultivating what Buddhists would call weeds and the term cultivation is used a lot in Buddhist practice because that's what cultivation is when you cultivate a field you're ridding the field of unwanted produce unwanted plants weeds and uplifting the soil and cleaning it and making it better for the plant that you intend to grow there and so this, this, this word cultivation is used often in Buddhism to refer to the recognition and the impermanence of unwanted states of mind. I guess unwanted might be a strong term to use there, um, coming from a Buddhist standpoint, but there are activities within the mind which weeds grow from. And when those weeds become thick enough, they can disrupt that wellspring of wholesomeness that is provided through Buddhist practice and the recognition and understanding of the Dharma. And it's something that I think about often just because it's spoken so repeatedly about in Buddhism. But just recently, I kind of felt as though I, I began to understand it on a deeper level or on a level outside of just the uh, initial intention of that analogy, which is that, yeah, through the practice of Buddhism, through the practice of meditation, we can cultivate the mind so that the wellspring can flow three freely and fill us um, with ease, effortlessly, because of the practice. And what I started to think about is I have this quote, on my board. I have a board. I call it the Beast Board. And it's just a whiteboard. It's a whiteboard that I've had for years. And I think I got it when I was in Santa Rosa about six years ago. And it's always been on my wall wherever I've lived. And there's been various things drawn on it. And but never really had a it never really had a, a purpose, right? For the longest time, a drawing or a uh, some unimportant note for that day was left on the board for months at a time. However, when I began to live in 
San Bonancio in my current residence, I began writing quotes on the board. I began writing the date and making more of a purpose out of it. And so one of the quotes that has been on the board for quite a while um, is keep, keep the well open. And it's not a quote from anybody in particular. It was just something that I kind of, it was a statement that I wanted to make to myself. And at the time when I made that statement, I wasn't quite sure. I knew what it felt like to have the well open, but I wasn't sure what it really meant. You know, I wasn't sure how to put it into words. I wasn't sure how to, how to describe what it was that that quote actually meant. And those are the types of quotes that I enjoy having on the board because they, they typically are ones where upon first glance, um, I don't understand them. However, I know it's something that when you feel it, when you hear a quote that sticks with you, it's something that you feel. It's not so much something that you understand. Uh, it can go the other way where you really understand it. But the ones that really provide depth and understanding for me are the ones where I hear it and I'm like, or I think about it and I'm like, wow, that actually resonates. However, I'm not quite sure what it means. Let me put it on the board. So that way I see it throughout the day, every day, and I can contemplate what that could mean. And so this, this quote, keep the well open has been on the board for, uh, a little over like a year and eight months, you know, it's been on there for a while. And until recently I started to kind of understand what that meant. And I guess that's what the point of this podcast is, is to, to kind of try to flesh it out. And so what I feel is that along with Buddhist teachings and whatnot, uh, there is a wellspring within all of us, right? There's a wellspring of wholesomeness, a wellspring of love, kindness, understanding, presence, recognition, awareness, discipline. There's a wellspring of wholesomeness within each one of us. And, and it's our right to cultivate that space within us to such a degree where we can reside effortlessly in a full wellspring of, if you were a Buddhist, you would say, a full wellspring of the Dharma. And you you would think that like a person who had, who was enlightened or had been enlightened, because enlightenment in Buddhism is spoken about as if it is fleeting. You know, I think a lot of people who don't study Buddhism or who are not familiar with the teachings, they think, they hear the word enlightenment, and they think that it's a permanent state of being. Like once you reach that, you're always there. And while certainly the more advanced practitioners, the, the, the real teachers, the, the, the true monastics of the religion might be better than, and probably most likely are, much better than you and I at maintaining that level of presence. It is understood widely amongst the Buddhist community that enlightenment is not a permanent state. It actually, that, to say that would actually go against the core teachings of Buddhism, which is that which is the recognition of impermanence, right? So those states of mind, however powerful, however uh, joyful, however content they may be, they are impermanent and they will pass. And But the way I look at it is that those that can attain and, and hold those states of mind in a more continuous state, they are the ones that have built a more structured or a more well-structured well. And what I mean by that is that they have practiced to a degree 
where the wellspring in them is so strong and is so present that when there are aspects in life that may attempt to drain their own wellspring, it doesn't get drained that much. It doesn't, the, the, the lake of wholesomeness does not get drained in its entirety because these people have a well-structured well and they are able to recognize, hey, this situation here is kind of draining this goodness within me. I'm going to revert back to my practice and just maintain and understand and reflect and just practice. I'm going to maintain the practice. And for followers or for practitioners or for just the outside people, you and I might get drained much more easily. And I've kind of personally, I've kind of been experiencing that now. And and it's kind of what has led to this recognition um, that I'm trying to speak about today. And what I'm kind of realizing is, is that there are instances, say, with my practice where I I find that, and it's, it's with everybody, but it's very easy to practice when times are easy. But in the times when you are stressful, when you are stressed, when there is a significant event that in an instance, in an instant, the well of wholesomeness can be emptied, that's where it gets difficult to sit back down on the mat and meditate. And that's kind of what I've been going through right now. And so I think it's interesting, though. I think that now when I'm thinking back to this quote, keep the well open, I'm kind of making the connection that in order to do that, which is something that I've I feel as though I've struggled with. There are there have been months at a time where I'm like, I'm practicing, I'm practicing, but I just don't feel the wellspring opening up. And I think it's instances that can there are instances where the wellspring that you have been building up through your practice but maybe not recognizing or being able to recognize because things are good. It takes an instance where that well is ripped open and drained for you to recognize that it can be opened still. And it's just unfortunate that for the the early practitioners that when that happens, the wellspring drains completely. And it's difficult for that practitioner to jump back into the mat to begin to repair the well that was torn down and to begin to fill and cultivate a place where the wellspring can remain open freely. And so I think that that's, you know, I don't really have much else to say. I just wanted to talk about this quote in particular. It had been on my mind for quite a while. I mean, like I said, it was on the board for a year and eight months, and I'm going to leave it on the board. Probably doesn't, probably won't even come off now because it's been on for so long. But those are kind of my thoughts and I believe a realization about that quote. And it's just a, a reminder and a reminder probably just more to myself than anybody that true practice is, you know, true practice is true practice and no one is to say that your practice is, is false. But there are opportunities in life where it is 
pertinent for you to sit on the mat and meditate. And in the instances, and it's just a learning thing, right? It's just a learning thing that those who are follow the tradition or those who study the Dharma understand is that that's why they call um, Buddhist uh, followers trainees because you're just training. You're training the mind. You're training uh, your body. You're training yourself uh, on this path. And the practice is meditation. And it's just an understanding that when things arise that pull you from your practice, it's a reminder that, hey, it's okay. That well may have been drained, but look, it can be opened and it is open and it is it was full and you can fill it again and so that's what i think that that quote means